welcome to episode 91 of the Thodcast, Conversations About Animation. I'm your host, Philip Elke, and I'm podcasting from northern Minnesota. Today I'm joined also in northern Minnesota. It's Hannah Lee Smart returning to the Thodcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining, Hannah. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. I think this is the perfect movie for spooky season. Um, Very pumpkin spice of us. Just kidding. It's anything but pumpkin spice. It's everything not nice. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a wacky cartoon. I don't know. I I kind of was looking forward to just sitting down in the movie theater and just like totally (laughs) taking in just some cartoons as if I were, you know, crawling up to the television during my childhood on a Saturday morning, you know, snuggling up with the, with my blanket or something, awaiting whatever craziness was about to unfold. Um, <laughs> this, is, this was a bit of an interesting movie, a new release that we're talking about here on the Thodcast, The Addams Family 2 from 2021, sequel to The Addams Family uh, which was 2019, I believe. Yes, 2019. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a quick turnaround, I suppose, not unaffected by COVID because animation, you know, can be done remotely fairly easily. Um, yeah, well, and it was 2019, so wouldn't that have been? Pre- I suppose. Well, they would have been working on this. Uh, you know, How many lifetimes have we been dealing with this? Ugh. Oh well, <laughs> I I don't think about it. Yeah, time has ceased to hold much. <laughs> Isn't meaning. it still twenty nineteen? <laughs> you would think. Yeah. You would no. hope. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm interested in these movies partly because when I first saw you know posters, I think my first encounter with that first animated Adams Family movie was seeing uh, promotional material at like an AMC. And like my thought was, this looks really cheap. Like these characters look like, some of them look like Miis from like the old Wii, you know, the the Wii avatar from Nintendo Oh my God, Philip. (laughs) Wednesday Adams with her balloon head. I mean, it's like... (laughs) Okay, don't hate me, but I thought it looked like Wallace and Gromit, like chicken run style. Okay. I mean, it's it's obviously not like a real like puppet or a, you know, stop motion. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it looks it looks like it's drawn in a computer, don't you think? Even it's more almost like they tried to dr- like animate the characters in a cl- like draw them in a claymation vibe. Yeah. But it's almost like sci fi claymation. OK. Like if yeah. if the um, if like aliens made claymation, they would make this. <laughs> I got I get like um what's it called Mars Attacks vibes from these films a little bit. That's the Tim Burton movie about aliens from Mars that uh invade Earth. Oh my uh, gosh. And and they they move kind of similar to like you know the Morticia Adams character in these movies. Uh <laughs> she doesn't move her legs, she just skirts around on these like little tentacles that are trailing out from her dress <laughs> it's really creepy and there's a character in um mars attacks played by lisa marie 
who moves in the exact same way. So I feel like that may have been an influence. A lot of Burton, like Tim Burton influence with these. It makes sense. It's kind of odd that Tim Burton hasn't directed or I believe even like produced or consulted on an Adams Family project as far as right, I know. Right, because it's like so Tim Burton. Yeah, but yeah, th- there were the two films in the early 90s by Barry Sonnenfeld. And he went on from that to do Men in Black. So, I mean, aliens, monsters, the macabre, it all kind of rolls together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you've seen both. You've seen both of these new MGM. And uh, I'm not even sure, like, if, if there's any named animation studio behind these, if it's just sort of a, a bunch of. You mean these Adams Family movies? Yeah, these new animated Adams Family movies. Um, it's not like, you know, it's DreamWorks or Illumination. You know, there's there's not really a sure. named studio as of yet that I've assessed. Yeah, I don't see one. I like I'm popping it. I'm googling as you talk so I can figure it out, but <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah. Um, production. Okay. Um. Cinecite. Like on like Rotten Tomatoes, it doesn't say anything of that. It says like the producers. Yeah. Um, Greg Tiernan and Conrad Vernon are kind of the lead directors on, on these. Um, I know Conrad Vernon, I believe, voiced Lurch as well as The House. And he, and he worked on Shrek and uh, monsters versus aliens um and yeah he's uh, been oh he's one of the directors of sausage party <laughs> and one of the directors and producers that was his previous project prior to the adams family this conrad vernon so uh, some mm. strong connective tissue to sausage party uh, you know what okay um is it time for us to talk about the cast because I literally didn't I didn't look before I watched it right like I was just like going in cold pretty much like I guess I watched the first one I watched it on like the Apple TV thing or whatever as I told you okay yeah Um, I caught the first one on Paramount Plus that's what I was gonna ask like have you how familiar are you with the first animated um like I literally didn't watch it until we were doing this and I just thought I would be annoyed if I didn't watch the first one um, and as I listened to it, I would like recognize voices. And then, um, about halfway through, I was like Googling like cast of, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually pretty star studded mm-hmm. and it's weird to me because I didn't hear anything about it until you told me like the 2019 totally passed me by. And this one, I, I did hear like bits and pieces but i just feel like it wasn't as big as having like bet midler in your movie you know like yeah. that's weird to me there are plenty of like underground your lesser sort of prominence animation films that are uh full of just like these celebrity performances you know just star studded so cast <laughs> yeah i think voiceover roles just are a way to sort of promote the film 
And um, it's not as expensive as hiring an actor for a live action. I mean, they can get these guys kind of in and out of the studio fairly quickly. Um, so, I mean, there was that like Arctic Dogs movie that came out a couple years ago, Norm of the North, like some of these like <laughs> C tier animated films. There's the, oh gosh, there wasn't there was some toy movie um can i think of what it was called but it had like these really um prominent actors anyways i uh, <laughs> yeah it, it's they'll find anyone to do some of these um roles just for the right price yeah uh, and it's it's a pretty uh just plot wise mm -hmm. the first one wasn't as weird to me the second one was really weird <laughs> like it was kind of weird yeah yeah it's it's an odd franchise it's always been an odd franchise um, the adams family originated in 1938 as a cartoon in the new yorker uh, a cartoon drawn and written by charles adams named after its creator oh funny yeah and he continued to uh draw the strip until 1988 when he died so not very long running and spawned multiple tv shows films yeah pretty fascinating legacy it's crazy that it um was that long ago because i guess my whole time of knowing so I, um, I know you know this, Philip, but our listeners, I haven't like revealed to them. But when I was younger, I used to watch the 1993 Adams Family like all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, I always thought, obviously, when I got a little older and I figured out who Elvira was, I always thought that Morticia was like a play on Elvira. Sure. But Adams Family is way before Elvira. So that's wild to me. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i think elvira might be um partially influenced by morticia um, yeah which i totally i guess i thought the opposite you know mm -hmm. but it's just so crazy to me angelica houston was uh the, the actress who played morticia in those 90s films uh, perfect casting probably the most like <laughs> just natural person to occupy that role throughout the character's history um i i, I always thought like <laughs> she's just it doesn't matter what movie she's in she looks like you know morticia <laughs> i think uh, morticia would be just like from an acting standpoint you have to be like the zany character but at the same time morticia, morticia is like decently subdued versus the rest of the family and she also has to deliver on like the mother vibes, if that makes sense. Okay. So you have all of these things that are almost like opposite, right? So you have to still be kind of cold. You have to still, you have to still be like warm enough to be motherly. Mm. But at the same time, like what kind of mother is Morticia Adams? Like what? <laughs> so it's just like very... I think that honestly would probably be the most challenging role 
just because there is so many layers to her versus lots of the other characters definitely have more of like a like a one or two note type of development to at least base on but she has like all of these things that she has to put into this one character and play it seamlessly together yeah it's uh it's such a interesting concept and there's a lot of like nuance that you could get into revolving around just like what is the ethos behind adam's family because it's it's like these monsters it's it's like founded in the horror genre but these characters are supposed to be relatable they're not like evil uh there's just sort of family (laughs) films yeah yeah they're very family centric (laughs) the movie i was stuck on earlier uh it's called Playmobil or Playmobil, the movie. Have oh, you the heard toy of this? movie you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, yeah, it it did nothing at the box office. <laughs> look at this, yeah, Playmobil. I think that's it's bigger in Europe, as far as I know. I mean, do you know about Playmobil? No. As a friend, yeah, as a brand. Um, box office. Philip, usually, I only know about movies that you say, Hannah, you should watch this movie and we'll do a podcast. I say, okay. And that's yeah. when I watch movies. It's fascinating. Well, I'll get into the cast. Um, it grossed $16 million worldwide. The budget here is listed in Euro, uh, $63 million. Um, but <laughs> it's got Anya Taylor Joy, Jim Gaffigan. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Keenan Thompson, Megan. What Trey. the heck? I never thought I'd hear those two in a cast. Yeah, Adam Lambert. Uh, so what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they'll just get anybody for these crazy films. Um, and, but I, I love you know Oscar Isaac. He's a great actor. He plays Gomez in this. Um, heavily disguised because he's doing a, an accent. Um, Oscar Isaac was Poe Dameron in the new Star Wars trilogy. Um, you know, he was in Ex Machina. Um, and then, of course, Charlize Theron needs no introduction. She plays the voice of Morticia. And I thought they, they did some good work, you know, thinking about who they wanted to cast in these roles. And I think the two of those could easily play a live action rendition of Gomez and Morticia um, if, you know, they uh, they decided to reboot a live action Adams Family. I feel like I wasn't like, um, I didn't like live for her as much in that role. Mm-hmm. But I do think, I don't know, I think like, She's almost a little soft, hmm. which is kind of weird to say about her. But I don't yeah. know, Morticia is such a complex character. So it's hard to say because, you know, actors can surprise you. She's very subdued. I, I wish she were more human. I think what appeals to me about the Adams family is even though they are so offbeat, there's a lot to them that you can still relate to as just like everyday people. So I think the idea is like they're they're basically just like this suburban family, but they've got just a real hot topic aesthetic about them, like hardcore, maybe more of Spencer's gifts. I, I don't know. Philip, um, do you want to know a fun fact? What's that? 
Um, when I was in like fifth grade, she was in this movie called North Country. Right. And um, they did like a little like Minnesota tour of like looking for um, extras. And we went to like a local mall that's kind of near my parents' house. And my dad brought me there. And I was so excited because I thought, honestly, they're going to pick me and I'm going to be like right next to her, like starring in the show, like, you know, fifth grade mentality Mm -hmm. Um, has no clue how it works. So then um, my dad was talking to one of the casting women and this lady goes, oh, can I just take a picture of you? Like, you can fill this out too. Like, you've been waiting in line with her forever. Mm -hmm. And my dad got cast and I didn't. And they like zoom in on him in the movie. And I was so jealous I was like what and like fifth grade me thought I would be in this movie and he was just in like a scene that was literally all men and I was like sitting there thinking to myself like why wasn't I cast but if you like watched the movie it would have made absolutely no sense I remember that wasn't it set in Hibbing or something um Um, it was filmed kind of um north of Hibbing my grandparents live like out on a lake and it's kind of between like I don't know it's it's very like side of the road but it was filmed in a house that's um Mm -hmm. closer to if you've ever heard of Kelly Lake all the listeners are like where is that Mm -hmm. um and I will not disclose which town I live in but no um in, That's in just the, like the Iron Range hub. Yeah. Because it's about. Yeah. So like there's like yeah. several towns that are. I don't even know like which town to call it. Honestly, it's on the side of the road. It was filmed in a house. <laughs> that yeah. is like. And it was the talk of the century because like that does not happen. Um, but yeah, very, very random. But. Well, I submitted <laughs> a self tape for that. You, probably you did? That. Yeah. To be an um, extra, to be like in it, to be like well, her I guess son, her her son, yeah. Shut up! But I never, uh, you know, I, after, like my parents submitted photos of like yeah. both me and my brother, uh, and then they were curious about having me do a, a taped audition or just a. It was that's crazy. I just had to talk about things on camera, and uh, it went terribly. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Not the least bit surprised I didn't hear back. But um, no, we we actually did that. It was kind of fun. I love that, like, you vividly remember it, too, because I just remember, like, the entire, like, north end of Minnesota, like, anything north of Minneapolis, everyone was, like, shook. We're all like, like, what are the movies? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, it uh, it was cool of them to actually film it in the region um that you know even something like you know fargo uh which is my neck of the woods but you know bemidji minnesota they didn't film in bemidji i don't think any of it i think they sent a crew to duluth where um, there are some scenes but other than that it's it's almost exclusively made in canada hilarious because people that know and I feel like this for the listeners is anything if you live in an area that is like that wide you can tell the difference between a place like Duluth and Fargo or Duluth and Bemidji or wherever right like everyone else from random parts of the country will come here and just be like oh 
there's a bunch of pine trees. They all look the same, but we'd be like, oh, the lift bridge, that's not in Fargo. That's in Duluth. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, who would uh, really know if, unless you've been to these places. Yeah, it's North Country is the film. I, I think it got some accolades. I don't, I wasn't Charlize maybe nominated for? I think it did uh, pretty well, actually. Oscar and for... if the crowd would like to know, um, they actually zoom in on my dad for like half a second and he's like nodding his head. And he didn't know that they did that until the movie like came out. And like, it's not like a full zoom where like he's the only one in the picture, but you can definitely like see him. And when it came out, he was like, wow, I didn't even think you could see my face. And he like bought copies for his friend and told everyone he's a a star and he didn't have to audition. I was like, shut up. (laughs) The story of Josie Ames um, (laughs) and nominated for two Oscars. Uh, It is definitely um, not a family film, not the Adams family. Sure yeah um, uh, dark for, yeah francis mcdormand and charlize both got nominations for that wow that's interesting um yeah i i, uh, I have not seen it i guess i'll have to check it out at some point well i'm yeah. sure my dad would give you a copy <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um let's see yeah adam's family um yeah back to this philip do you do you enjoy the the first film uh I like the the you mean the first animated film right not like the 90s okay I liked the first one better than the second one I still thought I didn't like love either of them same same I just like um we were talking a little bit before the show about like the animation style and I feel like it was a little bit distracting. It was almost like too bright to be the Adams family. It was like circus vibes to me. Mm. And then the whole thing with like the RV, like, I don't know. I just think it's like not the Adams family. It was almost like they used the title and the character to like sell tickets, but it could have been any animated movie family. Yeah, um, I mean, there was also the Munsters back in the day. Do you remember them? Um, yeah, there, that was yeah more That's just vintage, Philip. <laughs> We're aging ourselves as millennials. <laughs> well, I mean, this is stuff that shows up on reruns, you know, TV <laughs> Land. Uh, we remember cable, you know, when we were younger, and that being sort of the only option for a lot of content. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's like ways you can do this type of story with just any kind of motley crew of characters and this just happens to be you know an Adams family adaptation with the with that I mean uh, I I guess I would amend my opinion to say I I enjoyed the second one more just because it seemed like more happened in the second movie sure, like there's definitely more action I think I just think it's less Adams family yeah, certainly. Um, I, I didn't, you know, the first movie, I actually fell asleep and I didn't <laughs> go back and <laughs> and catch all the parts that I missed because I was like, oh, it's OK. So they're having issues with their suburban neighbors who suddenly like moved in. You know, the Adams family was there first. This, you know, this is the joke about, you know, we need to find the perfect place to live. 
uh, you know, where we'll fit in just and nobody will notice that we're here and it shows welcome to New Jersey. <laughs> Great uh, original New Jersey joke. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they drain the marsh and build this town of conformity. I, that's a great name for a town in, in a movie like this though. I, li I like that. Um, and, and it's like this community planner. Yeah. And everyone, you know, it's the freaking um, what, what, what's that? The Stepford Wives sort of. <laughs> Have you ever seen a Stepford Wives movie no. with like Nicole Kidman? No, I haven't watch it it's very good yeah i uh it's it's got that kind of vibe to it you know this this town of conformity and there's this crazy documentary uh or i guess she's like a reality show host about community um you know, rejuvenation or whatever she does she's a, a designer interior designer home designer um and you know they it's all about the you know the play between Adam's family and her going, you know, competing head to head uh, as to the future of their old decrepit asylum where they took up residency. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I, I don't know. It, it just seemed a fair, like a fairly rote, um, you know, almost like a save the community center plot line from all the tv movies of like sure. cartoons that become t yeah uh, <laughs> sorry it's it's just it, it just felt very run-of-the-mill um and and i don't know the how how it even ended yeah wednesday goes off to join school for the first time she enters junior high otherwise these kids have just been like homeschooled or there's not even any kind of emphasis on like giving these kids any real education just like they're totally off grid this family. yeah they, they definitely don't um value american school education in the adams home yeah they're just totally off the reservation it's like you know the Dan Aykroyd movie, Nothing But Trouble, where it's like this enclave <laughs> of uh, just crazy people within, you know, some backwater part of the U.S. <laughs> and there's just like no law and order. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this is just contained to this one family. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's so cartoonish like they're and the other Adams Family shows that I've seen just like little bits of it on cable here and there. You know, there's a lot of like slapstick humor and crazy, you know, explode uh, explosives going off in somebody's face or electrocutions. Um, you know, and it's it is explicitly magical because you have that you know thing creature, the hand just running around places. Um, but otherwise, like I feel like just straight up magic and sorcery never really took center stage with the Adams family of course part of that's the limitations of budget for you know tv series and sitcoms set in or back in the you know 50s 60s whenever they were originally made uh, but i feel like that also wasn't really the point you know marticia is just she's not like a conventional straight up witch she's just more of like this mysterious character 
Um, but here she seems more just like a regular old witch. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, she, she she moves around on this like scarecrow pole of legs. You know, it's like, how did how did she and Gomez ever get it on if she can't move her legs? <laughs> That's what I was like le- legitimately wondering. Honestly, like when you said it looked like she had little like tentacle legs, like <laughs> you changed my whole like thoughts on her. Did they just go full on <laughs> the lighthouse and like? You know, we're talking about sort of mermaid anatomy here almost. Only she's more of like an Ursula than, you know, aerial type mermaid. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm totally broing out right now with my internet sort of, uh, your cartoon isn't sexy enough kind of complaint. <laughs> I think... Um... I don't know. I don't think it grossed me out or like made me feel. I just thought that it looked it almost looked like um like made for TV. Like I shouldn't have been like like people shouldn't be watching it in a movie theater. You should be like watching it like on ABC like randomly on Halloween to play in the background for your kids. <laughs> I I do get that sense. Yeah, it's but it is, you know, a 90 minute feature film you know both these movies are like right around 90 minutes so they're theatrical length but they do kind of feel like tv specials yeah it's so weird and actually isn't this only like an hour and a half which i guess is kind of normal but Mm -hmm. like i don't know it just felt very tv to me i thought the animation was better in the second film um they just did a better job with the color and in the second one yeah think they had a bigger budget um because you know the first one just it looked more plasticky um just the colors were less vibrant so they got a bigger budget i'm just kidding but i love that he was in this too who (laughs) snoop dog Dog. (laughs) (laughs) they just like looked around hollywood said "Hmm, who can we have for fun who can, who can we cast as our minion ad- analog in this film? So um, weird. <laughs> yeah, speaking mostly gibberish, um, he, he does some rapping at, at the end of this <laughs> <laughs> as Snoop Dogg. Same with Lurch. Like, he, he s- maybe speaks a word here and there. You rang. Um, but then you know, sit him down at a piano and he can sing like, I don't know, he's, he sounded kind of like Adam Levine of Maroon 5. That's <laughs> sort of the vibe oh I got. <laughs> okay, Philip, animation-wise, did you like, who did you think looked the best to you? They, I think they nailed Pugsley. He's uh, just like this disgusting... That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, bloated character yeah what did you think uh, i mean was he your favorite of the kids or just design wise okay so my whole life i've had like definitely like a love for wednesday yeah but i think just his whole look in this i really didn't like her look in this movie mm-hmm. um just very weird um but i love that his head is so round and his lips are so small. 
Hmm. It's almost like they like um, earlier when you were talking about the Mies, mm-hmm. <laughs> have like a wee, how it kind of looks like they did that. <laughs> they put the lips all the way small <laughs> <laughs> and the nose all the way small and the eyes all the way together. And I think it turned out really funny. He almost looks like a Snapchat filter. But I just think it's so funny to me because also as like an individual, so like Pugsley as like a person, right? Quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it would be funny if the Adams were to be like drawn as cartoons, if his looked like that, because it would be like insultingly ugly, (laughs) but it works for him and it looks like him. And it's just so funny to me. And like um, his clothes very true. Like they kept yeah. their costumes very true. Although I do think Wednesday's collar looked more like she was like a nun because it was like so square. I don't know. Yeah. Um, have you seen this image? Uh, I have up. It's one of the first illustrations by Charles Adams of the family. And it, it does look remarkably like how the characters appear in these films. Um, it's very stylized. Gomez looks like almost identical to his film, you know, animated film rendition. This, I have this picture. Yeah. I thought this one right um, now. Let me, let me see what you're looking at. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's from the poster. I'm, I'm just uh, yeah. going to try to send you this illustration. Um, but like, Pugsley doesn't look like he does in the film so much. He looks kind of more like a normal boy. Um, let's see. And but Wednesday, it, she does look quite a bit like. Right, send this here. You know, Fester looks. He's just very rotund, like he is in this film. Did you get the the chat image or the link that I? I sent? Okay, wait. Where did you send it? I on could. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So if I communicate with you on every single platform that I have, so sometimes <laughs> I don't know. Or oh yeah! Or wow, they do look really like that. That's his like original drawing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is actually crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. But so you know, they it's not like they didn't do their homework for this film. I I can't fault this movie too much or these these. Gomez two. is spot on. Yeah. Yeah, as much as like they they certainly aren't quite to the tier of animation that I usually like to cover on the show or, you know, just the story wise, it's not the most profound uh, writing or storytelling. It's I it, it wasn't, you know, it's not awful. It's um, not getting great reviews, I know, but um I just think lots of people, myself included, are very nostalgic to the Adams family and definitely depending on your generation, right? So like I was literally born in 93. So that movie was my my era. Like my siblings are watching it. I ended up watching it and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like all of these people, because it is a franchise that has lasted so long, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. It's not like so mainstream, but it is definitely stood the test of time. And I feel like um, the it's it's just interesting to me that the franchise has has lasted this long and they have stayed 
very true to tone, even though mm. it's very obvious that each rendition takes its own twist. Yeah. They still have the original thoughts of the animators. So like Wednesday's always in her pigtails and Morticia always has that kind of like slinky vibe. I just, yeah. I think it's very cool for lack of a better word. That really, I mean, and this whole aesthetic or theming does have just a very strong um, fan base. And, you know, you, you find that with just how prevalent things like the Nightmare Before Christmas are, you know, at the, like the Disney parks sure. um, or the promotional tie-in between Hot Topic and Disney or other similar stores. Like it's a lot of, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas or Tim Burton, you know, Alice in Wonderland sort of merchandise. It's, you know, I think uh, it appeals to younger people and, and other people who, you know, don't necessarily fit in you know, the, the outsider mentality. Um, I mean, who doesn't relate to that on some level? Uh, so it's, it's pretty ingenious. Yeah. And I feel like everyone can relate to um, your family being a little more zany than you would hope. Totally. <laughs> I feel like everyone has those moments where they're like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're like livings, you know? Um, yeah. And everyone has that kind of like realization of like, oh my gosh, is my family the weirdos or is everyone else the weirdos? <laughs> um, also, Philip, have you ever, I've never seen it live, but I have, um, Pold is in my rep book. Mm -hmm. Have you ever um, listened to or seen the Adams Family musical? No, the only thing I know about that is apparently they live in Central Park. <laughs> I think um, the... The musical, I, again, have never um, seen it, but mm -hmm. I think the relationship between Wednesday and Pugsley is so fun. Um, so that would definitely be something to dabble into. And it's so interesting to me, um, just kind of thinking now, there are so many adaptations of this. There are literally thousands of different ones even if they're not big budget films and plays and anything you know mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting to me how easily this was an animated movie it was a live action movie it was a, sh a Broadway show it's so cool to me and I'm sure it's books you know oh, yeah. comics of course like that's so interesting yeah um I mean I'd be tremendously interested in seeing a live action version once again and I, I mean Tim Burton I feel like hasn't had a tremendous hit in a while I mean he his but Alice now in Wonderland he do it? this just came out well uh he maybe like a live action one it's it's not out of the question that they wouldn't go ahead with just sort of a parallel um franchise um you know I, I feel like that that has happened in the past there was that like animated teenage mutant ninja turtles movie it came out not not too long ago and it was fully animated and then you know the michael bay produced uh ninja turtles films came out you know maybe five years after that um so i mean sometimes they'll do these sorts of projects in tandem It'd be odd if they cast Oscar Isaac and Charlize Theron, you know, in the lead roles, even though they'd be, 
I think, perfect <laughs> for it. That um, would be a little suspicious. Yeah, I, I well, it'd be like a, it'd be as if these animated films were a test run for uh, oh, you know, for a new live action iteration. You know, maybe because I, I, I feel like Tim Burton's always been rumored to have been attached to like a new Adams Family project. Uh-huh. Well, because it's so like obvious, like yeah. you look at the Adams family and you think that's perfect for Tim Burton. Yeah. And like he needs he needs something to do. Very Edward Scissor Handian, <laughs> the, the uh, especially the first film. It's, it's like the little neighborhood in Edward Scissor Hands with the house up on the hill. You know, the, <laughs> the big, you know, scary looking mansion. Just a lot of uh, all these things are are common archetypes. Burton, I, the last thing he did was Dumbo from 2019. Um, oh yeah, he's an executive producer on a TV series called Wednesday. Okay, it's coming to Netflix, uh, based around the Adams family. So he is doing an Adams family project. Uh, he's directing. He's directing like the entire first season. It looks like. What the heck? Yeah, Wednesday. Well, we'll be getting our fix. <laughs> Philip, he needs something to do. He should do the Adams Family. Tim Burton already he, doing. He it. literally <laughs> doing the the Netflix series. Okay, that explains that. Um, and and <laughs> the Beetlejuice. Are true. Lizzo told us. <laughs> the Beetlejuice two uh, film is is apparently on its way as well. Uh, it's just been announced, so who knows if that'll ever be fully realized. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's fun to be talking about these subjects this time of year with Halloween. Um, it was the perfect time for it to come out because it's so early in um, Halloween season that people aren't like, oh, it's Halloween, you know? <laughs> they aren't exhausted. <laughs> so they're excited to be spooky and then it will be out of theaters, I'm sure, by yeah. Thanksgiving. Or maybe it will go through Thanksgiving, but... I feel like Halloween's that thing that either you love it or you do not love it at all. It, it's curious as a phenomenon, and we'll get into this. I did look up the box office for the new Adams Family film. I think it'll do fine. Um, it's yeah, currently at like 24 million um, domestic. It's not showing any worldwide numbers yet. Um, and I, I just like if there is a large enough fervor for this, it would, you know, pretend to future projects set in the Adams Family universe. But of course, we, there's the Netflix series. So um, we know we're getting that at least. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> <Now we do. laughs> the, the fervor of Halloween um is curious you know we have christmas and of course christmas the build-up towards that only seems to be more and more grandiose every year since extends further out from from december um and it's it's a holiday based around hope and light and love uh, whereas, you know, Halloween ostensibly is sort of the opposite. It's like the macabre, the evil death, you know, Day of the Dead almost with like the, the Latin uh, traditions um, in November. But, you know, it's, you know, it's easy for some people to associate Halloween and evil. 
And to some extent, that's accurate. But also, like, you know, we don't want to be promoting deviant behaviors to the point of right there's like a line to be crossed between like yeah pretending to have blood on you and being like an absolute serial killer (laughs) yeah so so what is like the healthy expression of halloween uh you know celebration sure and and i mean you know there are those people who are like absolutely not and i that's not healthy that's just like you're repressing yourself um, and then there are people who are who feel they're maybe just a little bit too gung-ho about Halloween. They're like, oh, it's it's by far my favorite holiday. I don't even care about okay, Christmas. Okay, Phil, I was just going to say Halloween is my favorite holiday. That's fine if it's your favorite. But, but like... I'm less spooky and more. I just think it's fun that everyone's willing to play dress up. Yeah, yeah. I think there's and a lot of people say there's less pressure with Halloween. Right. Like you don't even have to do Halloween. It's not like um, you're obligated to like go see your relatives or like have like a bunch of gifts and like spend all this money. Like Halloween is what you make it. So you could wear like a blue crop top and say, I'm Tommy Pickles. Like it's perfect. Mm-hmm. You can be anything. Yeah. Vacation. Anyways, family vac- animated nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Adam's family too is like a family vacation movie. It's kind of a cliched p- plot line, but like there are movies that do it well, you know, the National Lampoon Vacation is one of them. And I don't know, I'm trying to think of some others. Well, there's like RV with like Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like <laughs> really famous. I thing I could think of an RV. <laughs> yeah. I think there was one other. Oh, there, there's like the Home Hotel Transylvania 3, I think, is them on a cruise. Mm. Um yeah, it actually I, seems very comparable to this movie, Hotel Transylvania. I, I think this franchise might have been wanting to capitalize on the success of the Hotel Transylvania films. I've heard that comparison. That um, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know the the globe tra- or you know cross country uh, travel log of the United States. Kind of fun. You got the moment where they're going to um, Texas and there's like this beauty pageant or this contest <laughs> Wednesday does the reverse carry. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> there's a, there's just a random progressive insurance billboard. It's like, <laughs> that just made me laugh. Cause like in, in 30 years, you know, will people still know who Flo is? Probably because she's just that ubiquitous. But will but, people be watching the Adams family too? That maybe not. Not you know. I know these things will live on forever in some fashion, but there are probably a lot of kids nowadays who unfortunately are just totally oblivious to the Adams family movies from our childhood. I know that's so sad. Whenever we talk about like our nostalgic movies, um, I just made my um my nieces watch uh, Rugrats in Paris. Yeah. And I feel like it makes me want to just think up every single movie I can from like my childhood and be like, you guys should like this. And then they go tell their friends and their friends are like, what? I, I mean, it's great if it pays off because yeah, there are plenty of classic movies that, that will hold kids' attention. Yeah. Uh, when I was in the theater for this, there were some kids who were like running around. 
and like not watching it yeah it was a fairly empty screening it was just one family it was a big family and and some of the kids were just not really able to sit still and it didn't really bug me because like you know it was just a couple kids and this wasn't the movie that was the most invested in seeing to begin with other than i had to do it for the for the show i but i i don't think i missed anything i was just like ah kids will be kids but it's just kind of a bummer you know you have this new movie out and even that isn't able to fully hold you know kids uh attention i think lots of stuff in like animated movies often is supposed to go over the kids heads I feel like we've talked mm-hmm. about this before with like older Disney movies is like oh I didn't realize that when I watched it as a kid it's because sometimes the animators and like the filmmakers will put something in there for the adults because they know that this adult just paid like $50 to bring their kids to this movie and they're like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, yeah I I feel bad for kids who just aren't um, monitored with their use of technology. Mm -hmm. I think that's just, that's going to be the only, you know, hope for our younger generations moving forward is, is that, you know, parents are prescient enough to, um, to limit screen time. um, Cause it's just going to lead to so many problems. I think, you know, impulsiveness and, you know, just attention deficit problems um, with kids. I, yeah, I think so too. You know, and they all do talk to text so they can't like read. It's like, oh my God. That would be crazy. I mean, even if kids can't traditionally read text on a page, I feel like they'll still always have fairly strong communication skills because technology requires a certain level of Sure. Skill with- I just know that like my niece, uh, my nieces and nephews um, yeah. have like iPads for school and they're like encouraged to use talk to text to do their homework versus like typing it out and like spelling it. And then um, you can always use like the speak features. So it's technology, I think, um, has its goods and its bads. But I definitely think I'm aging myself in saying that it's not always best well i think yeah kids should just be so much more highly encouraged to to read books and and not be staring at an illuminated screen right um you know like when i was younger we had like a summer reading program and like all of these things and i just feel like libraries at this point aside from like a research it's like almost like obsolete for children which is crazy yeah yeah hannah how are you doing uh ready to uh take this one home like be done yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) i was like wait you mean should i buy the movie um (laughs) yeah i think um i think what we've said what we had to say about this one and i think um we'd love to hear your thoughts so let us know on podcast on instagram and where else philip yeah um yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, sorry, I, I definitely ran out of steam towards the end because it's like this <laughs> movie, you know, it's there's not a ton to say. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> man, I I uh, I like talking about, you know, weird stuff. But yeah, overall, um, you find podcast 
thodcast.com on Instagram and Twitter at thodcast. You can find me at Philip Elke on Twitter and Instagram and you know, all the various podcasting streaming platforms, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, and yeah, Hannah, did you want to share any show, social media yourself? Sure. My um, Instagram is Hannah Lee, L-E-I-G-H, ever after, like fairy tales. Um, my Twitter, um, I know they say this every time, but is a little more spicy for sure. Hmm. Um, mainly, I just like tweet every thought in my head. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, um, I feel like that's, and that's just <laughs> Hannah Smart. That's what Twitter is for. I, I, uh... Yeah. Twitter's I, my like, filtered platform. I don't like to have hot takes because I feel like that they, they change so much for me <laughs> over time. So like I don't I don't post that much on Twitter. I just I wish like I, I felt more inspired to post things that aren't commenting on something specific. Um, but I don't know. It, Twitter is just kind of a natural, uh, uh, naturally reactionary platform. That I think uh, so too. <laughs> you kind of just have to, and it's it's an important tool. I I'm very glad, you know, that something like that exists for people. Just sort of. Well, look, does vent. the podcast have a Twitter? We should yeah, get a Twitter. We do. I just one? I use it to post links to the episodes, and that's it. Oh my God, I didn't even know that. But yeah, if anyone wants to be a movie, watch it with um, you guys. If you want, tweet at um, Thoughtcast on Twitter and tell Philip to live tweet his thoughts and pick a movie. And that would be so fun. Yeah, I uh, gosh, my note taking process while watching a movie is sort of like live tweeting. Um, so I, I guess I could Phillips do that. notes everyone. <laughs> uh, although sometimes I suppose if I'm just doing it at home, I can pause and fire off a tweet if I have to, or rewind. Cause I, I often find myself doing that. If I miss something, uh, at a movie theater, of course, it's different. Uh, you shouldn't have your phone out in a movie theater to begin with. Yes. That's uh, annoying. And then, yeah. I, so th- with this one, I, I took some notes after I got home and it's uh i'm just mostly going off memory here and you know we're not getting too much in the spoilers so yeah we're we're peeling back the curtain on this episode a little bit um just for fun you know 91 episodes in and uh <laughs> there's just a lot that's on people's minds right now too so so this is sort of like thoughtcast therapy <laughs> um, oh my gosh thinking about the future generations and you know what's what's the world we coming did get to? pretty deep into our <laughs> thoughts yeah <laughs> uh, we'll let's just uh, all dress like the adams family you know sackcloth and ashes just all black or muted tones uh drain the color from our skin <laughs> uh no it's uh it's a fun time and um if you get a chance go out and get yourself a pet octopus uh, named Socrates <laughs> or, or lion or a disembodied hand <laughs> and add Snoop Dogg to your family Snoop Dogg um, all right well uh, for the Thoughtcast for Hannah Lee Smart thank you so much uh, this is Philip Elke and I'd like to wish 
you all a wonderful week. Have a magical day. Warm hugs. Thank you.